Welcome. Welcome. We're uh, <laughs> we're live on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Uh, you know, which is interesting. But it's the day after the Super Bowl. I'm sure that <laughs> you can think of what that causes, right? Yeah. You know, especially, it's a good... especially Bengals fans. I'm feeling for them right now. Yeah, no, I, I feel that. Um, so what did you, uh, well, I mean, let's just uh, jump into the game, right? I mean, what? that's what we should start with. What did you think? I mean, I'm, I'm glad it was close. We had a whole postseason of close games. I'm glad we got to finish that off. But, wow, the, the, the refs, come on. Come on. I'm tired. I'm tired of the damn refs. They they don't know, you know, how how is refing this hard? I don't understand how it's this hard. But somehow it is. Somehow it's always messed up. I don't know. I'm not impressed with the referees. I think they uh, they need to do a better job. Oh, 200%. You could, you could look at so many plays last night. The T. Higgins one especially. Oh, yeah, they missed that one. They, they missed, missed that, that one. They missed the offsides on Aaron Donald. He lined up in the neutral zone. They missed the Oh, the I saw a picture start, of that. The false start on the holding play on Cooper Cup at the end of the game. The, the whole line jumped off. And then it, I, I, it was kind of a weak hold on Cooper Cup, but it is what it is. At this point, there's just no reason to expect that it's going to get any better, right? I mean, why would it improve unless they make some drastic changes? All right, we got a comment in the chat. And no, this is not going to be our usual time. I just didn't, I didn't want to get on live after the show, but we're, we'll probably, we'll be going back Sunday nights uh, starting next week. Um, so this is, this is not going to be a regular thing. But anyway, from Jesse, uh, he says, welcome. I hope you're both doing well. Yes, yes, I, uh, I'm doing pretty well, all things considered. Um, I had a pretty good week celebrating. My birthday was on Saturday. Yeah, yeah happy belated. You got to enjoy the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah Super Bowl was yesterday. Um, yeah, I had a pretty good week. You know, I uh, still cold. But I, I got some warm weather for my birthday in like the first time in years. I don't think I've ever had a day that nice for my birthday. Um, all right. So Jesse has, we'll just take the questions live in the chat if we have any. I have some pulled up in advance, but we'll see. See if we get to those. So Jesse made a fun trade last night. So uh, 10, 10 team Superflex PPR sent Michael Carter 202 and a 23 third for CD Land. <laughs> I mean, I like it. <laughs> You like it too. I like right? it a lot. Yeah, I guess CD Lamb is a buy, right? Uh, for that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if there's much I could add on to that, and it's besides congrats because that's one heck of a trade. Yeah, now he has Chase, Lamb, Waddle, Metcalf. How do you have all four of those on one team? Judy and Pittman are, are also good, but you know, Chase, Lamb, Waddle, and Metcalf all on the same team is kind of crazy. At least I think that's kind of crazy, personally. Um, yeah, he says he needs to find running back upgrades so he can make that happen later. Yeah, you can always find running backs later. Um, so what do you want to do first? Do you want to go to the questions or do you want to go to the show sheet? Uh, we can tackle the questions first. All right, we'll tackle the questions first. So let's start with, we have a couple of actually that were about the game. 
and they're really the same thing. There's this one. <laughs> I knew this was coming. Yeah, why did they use Pirine on that last drive? And then this one, which is essentially the same thing, uh, worded a little differently. Um, I mean, I posted on Twitter about this being like, why did they call a third? It was a throwaway tweet from me. It was a live tweet of the game, throwaway. Why did they call a third down run with Smaja Pirine there? And it had 414 likes, one of my most liked tweets ever other than my one about Jonathan Taylor uh, in redraft this offseason. So, yeah, clearly people agreed that that was a stupid play call. But it's very rare for me to have a throwaway tweet do that well. Um, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe I'm doing I'd like, better. I'd like to remind the people that it wasn't just this one time with him. It oh, happened no, twice in the game. Way. It's been this it's way all twice. season, though. It's been I know, this it's been this way all season, but... It wasn't the first time in the game. There's another third and one with P. Ryan out there. Well, it's been this way all season, so it's not really very surprising to me. It's not surprising to me, but it's it still surprises me in a way. You know what I mean? Oh, I get it. I, I get it. Like, it, use your most talented players in high leverage spots, right? But they're not doing exactly. that. Exactly. How much are you paying Joe Mixon to sit on the bench in the Super Bowl in one of the most clutch situations? Oh, my goodness. Too much, much, right? I mean, what is he getting? $12 million a year? I mean, too much. Not, I mean, if he's going to be on the bench in those kind of spots. But, yeah, I'm uh, not impressed with that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's not much I'll say about it, really. It's just... But, I- I don't know what you could add on to that instead of Joe Mixon should have been out there. Yeah, that's it, really. That's all you can say. I, I've, I've heard arguments that, you know, maybe they could have tr- tried to trick him, but come on. Bullshit. It's bullshit, oh, and I think people know that. It's, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. Who are you tricking? That doesn't make any sense. Tricking yourselves at that point. Yeah. That's overthinking it. I, I'm not a, I don't think Zach Taylor is a great coach or anything. I never really have. I didn't think he was a good coach the last two years. I didn't think he was a good coach this year. He just had talented players. Um, and Jacob says, what's the argument for using P. Ryan there? I think the best one is what I just said. Like, that's the best argument you could come up with. I'm not saying it's a good argument, but I'm saying it's the best one possible. There is no argument, really. I agree, but you know what I mean? It's just... yeah. So what about this one from Gerard? It's asking if OB, so is OBJ done? What's the chance of coming back from the second ACL? What do you think? I, I mean, it's tough. It's brutal because he was playing well. He's playing very well before that injury happened. Yeah, I, I don't know what the score of the game would have been if OBJ stayed in, but it would have been a, a lot different, I feel like. But I think he, I think he could. I, I wouldn't, you know, bank on it. Who knows? He might he might decide to hang it up. He 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 did what he wanted to do. He won he won a title. I mean, what else is there for yeah. him to accomplish? Nothing really, right? I mean, if nothing else to accomplish. He already got a lot of money in his career. I, I don't think OBJ is ever coming back to our fantasy lineups. I don't know if he's coming back to the NFL, but given the timing of this ACL tear. He, you can wipe out most of 2022, and then he'll already be 30. I, I don't – I'm not interested in OBJ in fantasy after this. I was. 
I was very interested if he was going to hit free agency. I was very interested. But now, unfortunately, I think that's it for OBJ and Dynasty. I think I'm just done. I don't, I don't see the point. Yeah, but like, you know, it says no way OBJ is done. But I mean, Josh Gordon has been in the NFL for seven years. But he's been done for us for a long time. And I think that's where OBJ kind of is. He's, he's, he, he's done for us. He's done for our purposes, for dynasty purposes, for fantasy purposes. He's done. But there are plenty of uh, even receivers who have carved out a significant NFL career who have been done for us for years. So I, I think, unfortunately, he's mostly done for me. Yeah, I'm, Sad. I'm mad. At, I saw some tweets last night that got me a little angry. I don't know if you saw the the tweets, you know, equating Odell's ring to Carson Wentz's ring. Mm, no, those have nothing to do with each other. That just got, just got me a little salty because OBJ would have – OBJ might have won MVP. He was on the MVP track for that game at the start. Yeah. Well, I mean, Cooper Cup deserved it. You know. Oh, he definitely deserved it, but you never know how it would have won if OBJ stayed in the game. Yeah, you don't know. But they started moving the ball better when they started going to cut more. So – that's something. Yeah, I'm I'm shocked that that was the case, but he he wasn't. Like, I mean, OBJ much. was a difference maker that they signed for nothing in free agency. It was a good move by the Rams. Packers should have done it, but they didn't. Yeah, that that'll be talked about for a while, especially with the whole sure well with with the whole drama going on. There was a lot of news this weekend. There was a lot of news. Yeah, it dropped all at the same time. Especially I, on Sunday, right before the game, they're just like, oh, "Here you go." Because they know everyone's paying attention. They know that it's everyone's paying attention to football on that day. And they know that after that day passes, people may or may not be paying attention. That's why. I mean, we know that. Um, all right. Well, speaking of uh, a couple of other things that were tangentially related to the game. So this question, is Cam Akers still in the same tier as Gibson, Dobbins, and Swift among the 2020 rookie running backs? Would you look at him differently after a weak playoffs in Super Bowl? Well, Let's start with one other thing is that Swift is not in the same tier as any of these players. Swift is way high. But uh, what about Akers compared to – well, okay. Is Cam Akers still in the same tier as Gibson and Dobbins? I mean, for the people that expected him to have a great playoffs, this dude towards Achilles like, what, like six months ago? Yeah, um, seven months ago at this point. Seven, seven. Is... But he was but, playing six months, six months after. Yeah, six months, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if I'd put him in the same tier, but I, I think my expectations for Gibson and Dobbins are just that high. I think I'm higher on the field than most on Gibson and Dobbins, and I'm about consensus on anchors, I'd say. So I, I don't think so. Look – if Akers had never come back, I think that I mean don't I think his value's higher having come back and played not so great than it would have been if he hadn't come back at all. Yeah. At least to most people. There are some people who are beyond stupid and they're counting it against him. They probably would have preferred he didn't play. That's very stupid. Because seeing that he's healthy enough to play on an NFL field now vastly increases the odds that he's actually going to be 100% by 2022 off an Achilles. As you yeah, know, 
75, 80% of the way there. See, I'm not counting it against him. I'm just, I'm just higher on the other guys. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm, I'm not, especially not Gibson. Dobbins was a player I really liked. Uh, I still do. A little concerned that I haven't heard a lot about him. I, I wish I had, but I'm not overly worried. So we'll see. Uh, but yeah, for me, Akers, Dobbins, and Gibson have very similar value. Probably rather have Akers. He's younger. He's in the best situation of the three. He's the one. I mean, he played and Dobbins didn't off the injury. I don't know why I would prefer the other two. So that's kind of where I'm at. I just, I really like, I know Lamar's going to come back. Hopefully that that's, that was some drama over the weekend too. Not really drama, but a holdout might happen. They're, they're going to get something done eventually. There's, there's not going to be. They'll get something done, but. Uh, yeah, Gibson is the one that worries me the most. Did you see the Jimmy G reports today? Uh, About like, Washington? I don't buy it. I mean, I buy it. Not that they're going to trade the 11th overall pick for him, but I buy that they might be interested. Um, I mean, I've always thought, I mean, I, I look, I linked, I had the Steelers, Washington, maybe Tampa after Brady retired as possibilities for Jimmy G. And, you know, I still, that would still be my same list. I still think the Steelers are the most likely, but Washington would be my second choice. Yeah, I, I think, I think Washington is my first and then. Well, I just think that. Washington and the Steelers are the two that are, but the Steelers even more so. I kind of feel like they're not going to get the big name quarterback and they don't want to just rip everything down and start over. But the Steelers are even more in that mode. The Steelers do not want a rookie quarterback to start next year. Whereas I feel like Washington is open to it. Also Washington picks at 11 and the Steelers pick at 20. So Washington is going to have a, a quarterback available to them that they can go for, whereas the Steelers might not. Uh, but yeah, I think we talked enough about Acres. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about another player from the Super Bowl. Should Cup be drafted first overall in PPR leagues? No, I would say no. I would say no. I would draft Taylor first overall, Jonathan Taylor. I agree. I think Cup should be worth at least a mid first, though. I'm fine drafting Cup second. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that because who else? To me, he's the clear wide receiver one. There's no doubt. Uh, he, he's in the tier by himself. This uh, was like AB a couple of years back. Remember when he was going like top three, top four? Yeah, and, and that was fine. He delivered on that value. It was fine. If you drafted him there 2016, 2017, he, he delivered for 2018. He was He was good those years. I remember that. I was playing, you know, I was playing fantasy back then. But, yeah, first overall, no. I would say Jonathan Taylor's really the one running back who doesn't have any warts. There's really nothing. There's no problem. There's no issue. Whereas everyone else has an issue. Everyone else has an issue, and in all cases, it's pretty significant. Christian McCaffrey hasn't played much the last two years. Uh, Derek Henry is older, way older, and spent most of this last year injured. Dalvin Cook would probably be the choice for a lot of people at, at second 
behind Taylor, but he has some issues too with injuries and he wasn't quite as good this year. Uh, fantasy wise. And then who else even is there? Mixon constantly gets taken off the field in the passing game. Uh, and then isn't in on the high leverage spots. Swift is in a terrible offense. Harris, terrible offensive line. Uh, so yeah, I- I'm fine with cup at, at two. Eckler is also another choice, but you know, he is not a workhorse. So yeah, cup at two is fine for me, but not one. I'll take Taylor at one and take the one guaranteed or the one guaranteed running back one that I really think there is because everyone else has struggled with either inconsistency or injuries. Yeah. I I get behind that. I mean, of course, positional value and whatnot, maybe a couple of these other, other RBs, you know, clear some of these issues out. Like Derek Henry could be in contention for the top three next year. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, there's a reason that that post with Jonathan Taylor is the 101, who's your 102, was essentially my post, got so much engagement because I think there are legitimately, I mean, for you, who is a legitimate option at that pick, really? I mean, I think it's, you know, I think there are a lot of options. Uh, You know, Cup, uh, Cup, Najee, McCaffrey. Henry, uh, Eckler, Cook are probably most of my, what I would say, legitimate options. Yeah, I, I'd take Dalvin off the list, but I, I agree with the rest of them. Really? Oh, I, I, I actually think Dalvin would be top of the list for me. I don't know. It's just something about Dalvin's injury. Well, well no. Yeah. Remember, this is redraft. We'll know by then if the legal situation is an issue or not. True. In August, we'll know. So it'll either be an issue or it won't. In Dynasty, it's a little different because you have six months to wait, and anything could happen between now and then. But in a redraft, you'll you'll know. So that's that's why I would say that. But in Dynasty, yes. Yes. Don't forget, you know, all the focus has been on Kamara, who I left off the list entirely because he's in a terrible situation. Uh, forgetting the legal issues. He's, his offense is a disaster. The whole team is a disaster. He's not in contention for a top five pick, let alone second. Uh, but yeah, if you want to draft Cup first overall, fine. But I, I, I would go Taylor to kind of close on that one. Uh, but yeah, be careful. Watch out for Kamara and Cook's legal situations. Just keep those in mind in Dynasty. Uh, okay, what's the draft approach? We kind of talked about this. What's the draft approach on players like Christian Caffrey, Barkley, OBJ with the injury history? Um, okay, so that's like one question. So what do you think about players with injury histories drafting them? I assume this is well, – I don't know. Answer it however you want. Dynasty redraft. What, what do you think? I mean, some players I just keep in mind more. Like I just said with Dalvin, I, I mean, I don't really like that offense a whole lot, Kirk Cousins, but that's why I wouldn't draft him at two, but – like CMC is, di- I think you have to separate CMC from these other from these other guys in this question. Yeah, well, actually, CMC- these three players have nothing to do with each other. They're three yeah. completely different situations. I mean, yeah, CMC is just different. But well, CMC has always been good when he's played, but is often injured. Barkley has been not good when he played, and has often been injured. And OBJ 
has actually played a large number of games over the last four years and has just kind of been in decline. He just hasn't been as good. So these are three completely different situations. When it comes to avoiding someone based on an injury history, I don't usually do injury prone. It's very, very rare that I'm willing to say that a player is injury prone. If you hear me fading someone off of an injury, it's usually that I believe that the injury has made them ineffective or less so like Barkley or to you know, some degree, Kenny Galladay. So like, I think Kenny Galladay has never been the same since his 2020 injury. Will Fuller is another one. It's just like, it seems that the steroids were necessary for Will Fuller to actually remain on the field. And ever since he got busted for that, he's never really played again. So that could be a, that could be a problem. Uh, so there are other issues. But, uh, you know, just saying someone's injury prone, you're injury prone until you're not. Keenan Allen was injury prone early in his career, and then he wasn't. And CMC played perfect 48 of 48 in his first three years, and now he's had injuries. So it doesn't – I don't buy it. I'm more, far more concerned if someone is having a Darren Waller situation where suddenly we have some injuries and then mysterious training camp injury, mysterious in-season injury, and then suddenly the performance isn't there anymore. That is going to concern me, but not, not just the collection of injuries that cause you to miss time. I'm not as worried about that, if that makes sense. Because everybody gets hurt. It's not avoidable. It's a case-by-case thing. Yeah, it is a case-by-case thing. But, you know, I'm definitely looking more for time, for a decline in performance than time missed. Um, That's why I suspect that I'll have Christian McCaffrey pretty high in redraft. Of course, in Dynasty, he'll be somewhat of a fade for me because any running back that age is. It has nothing to do with Christian McCaffrey. Mixon will be a fade, too. Eckler, Cook, everyone in that range is going to be a fade for me, but that has nothing to do with McCaffrey's injury history. In fact, McCaffrey's injury history is the only reason why I might have any shares at all. Because he actually might be, if he if that didn't exist, he would still be a top three pick, and then I would have no interest in Dynasty. Um, okay. So this is kind of, oh, so there's a second part to that question, which we actually kind of talked about earlier. So having few reliable running backs, is that a must-draft first position? We kind of talked about this when we talked about Cup, right? Yeah, kind of. And I said no? No. I guess I said no. But I also don't think about it this way. Any any draft strategy works right if you pick the right players. Who, that's what it is. Who came up with that? Who, because that's not an original. Who came up? That's like a quote. I don't know who came up with that, but I know it's not original. I it's know not it's not original. original. Like, no, but I know that, I know that that is a quote. Like, I just don't know. I forget who. I, I know that. I just know it's stuck in there. Yeah, I know. It's so commonly said, but I know that someone said that, like, famously. But I just, in the fantasy community, I just forget who it is. But, like, but drafted, totally like what I did with my one team, if you draft Devontae Adams in the first and you, Got lucky, picked up Cordell Patterson, drafted James Conner. You're you're winning a ship, basically. Like, yeah, you know, Mitchell off waivers. Yeah. Exactly. Any strategy works. You just got to pick the right. You just pick good players. Pick good players. Your strategy will work. It doesn't matter who you draft first, as long as you don't draft a quarterback in the first round. You're good. Yeah, I agree. Tight end uh, now, maybe too. I don't know. I think I don't think there's going to be a tight end in the first this year, but not this year. Um, all right. So from Tommy's corner, he has two questions. First question, who is the better option for next season, Tua or Zach Wilson? 
Hmm. That is a good question. Uh, that's a Tua, but these are not these are not quarterbacks you're going to draft in a redraft format. Yeah, no, not not a redraft, but dynasty. I mean, Zach Wilson wasn't good, but Zach Wilson also wasn't put in the best position to succeed besides Elijah Moore, I'd say. But I have to go to I, I like the Mike McDaniel hire. Yeah, I mean, I have two at Dynasty quarterback 16, and I have Zach Wilson at 21. Uh, do you think – so here's a good question. Do you think there will be any quarterbacks in this class that you rank in Dynasty higher than Tua uh, coming into the NFL? Yes. How many? One. One? I think there's going to be From Malik Willard only? Yes. Yes. For the rushing upside? He offers such a unique skill set that you have to at least – take a chance on him and rank him high, you know? Yeah, I, I, I'm going to get there with you almost for sure. Um, I'm looking at my rankings. And I just actually posted my top 12 dynasty quarterbacks on Twitter today, so yeah. you can look that up. But I'm looking at my rankings. I have Deshaun Watson aside. I have Justin Fields at, you know, 13. And I think he's going to be above all the rookies in this class at this point. I, I'm not liking anything I'm seeing enough. But beyond that, I kind of I have Mac Jones at 15 and I have Tua at 16, and I kind of suspect that you know Malik Willis is going to fall ahead of those two, because I just don't see any upside with either of them. I mean, both of them don't run. Tua not after his hip injury. Mac never did. Neither of them are have the high end upside I'm looking for. Their ceiling is what Kirk Cousins' career. That's the best case scenario. Derek Carr esque, yeah. Yeah, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, again, different players, but that type of production, that's yeah. their feeling. I think that's the best case scenario is you get that career. Now, if you knew you were getting that, they would be dynasty quarterback ones because you would know you were getting eight years of production. But that's I think that's their ceiling. I think both of their floor is washing out before the end of their rookie contract. I don't think either one is guaranteed to have a 10-year career. So I'll take my chances on the rushing upside of Malik Willis over those two. And then everyone else is pretty capital dependent. Matt Corral was my original quarterback one in this class. Uh, So, and I do think he's going to get, you know, top 15, 20 draft capital. I don't, I don't see him falling very far in the draft. You know, I I do think the commanders at 11 are going to, I don't buy that they're trading that pick for Jimmy G. And that's why I don't have them trading for Jimmy G. Is because I really think that they're going to take – they have Taylor Heineke on the roster as backup. I think they're going to take a quarterback at 11 and just throw him into the fire. I really do. And I, I expect that to be Malik Willis if he's if that's the first quarterback taken. Possible that Malik Willis is gone uh, to someone like Carolina or Atlanta or Denver ahead of them. And then they have to settle for another quarterback, in which case, you know, maybe two quarterbacks could start. But uh, I don't really like Tua or Zach Wilson. I guess I would take Tua. But yeah, I, I, neither really appeals to me. They're both players I want to trade away. Um, yeah, I'm not, not really a fan of either one, personally. And then I don't know what this thing about the Cowboys getting Juju, like, most expect. I, I don't expect that at all so i don't know where that's coming from do you have any idea where that's coming from because i don't no 
That that's not a thing, right? I, I don't buy that for a second. No, Juju's staying at staying at Pittsburgh, it seems at this point. I think he's leaving, but I don't think he's going there. I don't what's Dallas Dallas is gonna sign him in free agency when they have twenty million a year committed to Cooper? I guess maybe this is saying that they're gonna let Cooper walk and re-sign that's, Gallup and I don't I don't buy it. No. I think it wait, I think it was from Juju's comments about the Cowboys locker room. I think that's where it's coming from. There is about his comments about the locker room. He knows exactly what he's doing. His Steelers fans are putting him on blast for that for some reason. Well, okay, nobody know. nobody likes him in Pittsburgh. Actually, nobody really likes the oh it's funny. The only people who like Juju are the ones who actually like TikTok. Or oddly enough. The ones like the real old football appreciators, the one who think the ones who think like no separation, tough catch yards is like actually valuable. But it's not when you're not actually that great at it. You have to be one of the best to, to make that valuable, and he's just not. So it's weird the people who actually like Juju. It's a, a bizarre cross-section of people, but I am not one of them. <laughs> Which is funny because I usually like the flashier players on like personality wise, but uh, not a fan of his because he does not, he's not flashy on the field, which is what I want to see. He's very boring on the field. Um, okay, so let's revisit OBJ because we have some questions in the chat about OBJ. So, so Jacob asked, does the clarity of OBJ being done, he's done for our purposes. He's not coming back next year to any significant role. So, does the clarity of OBJ being done significantly impact Van Jefferson's market value as the clear number two now? Well, he's not the clear number two because Robert Woods is still under contract and Woods' ACL tear was a while back. So I expect Robert Woods to be ready week one unless I hear otherwise. Yeah. I, I don't think Van Jefferson is a two. So, No, I don't think so either. I think that this makes the Rams clear now, though. Like... They drafted Tutu Atwell. They, uh, you know, which was bizarre. <laughs> they have Jacob Harris, again, didn't use him. And they've gotten stuff out of Kendall Blanton and uh, Bryson Hopkins in the playoffs. And, you know, they have Cup. They have Woods, who will be there. And they have Van Jefferson as their three. So whatever you think, I'm fine with Van Jefferson as a stash, but I just I don't really see the upside. And, uh, you know, with Robert Woods, I'm more interested in him now than I was before. Because I thought that we're going to sign OBJ anyway. But now with OBJ gone, I think Woods is someone that I have a little bit more interest in. Still not too much, though. They, they were so going to bring back OBJ. The other OBJ. rumors indicated it. OBJ would take a pay cut probably to stay in L.A. Um, so. Yeah. Then with second round picks, still have some hope. Yeah, still have some hope. I mean, I'm not cutting him, but I'm I'm a little concerned. Chocolate says good afternoon. Yes, yes. It's we haven't done an afternoon show in a while. Uh, Ed says if he didn't own acres everywhere, he'd be buying. Yeah, I agree with that. I think now's a good time to buy because everyone's mad at him. Um, all right, we have some chatter in the chat. Acres is still just 22. He turns 23 in June. And yeah, his team put him out as a clear one, even when injured. Exactly. Exactly. They think that 75% of acres is better than the other running backs. 
which should tell you that he's going to be their starter next year, no matter what. Uh, let's see. Okay. So we have some discussion about Aker's short area explosiveness. I would say, yes, it wasn't there, but the fact that he was playing tells me it's going to be there in seven months. Uh, Yeah, and Ed is saying the, the real truth is that you shouldn't have to overpay for Acres with a lot of the attitudes I've seen. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are so out on him after the Super Bowl for I don't know what reason. It's not like the other running backs were able to run behind the line either. It's not like Daryl Henderson or Sonny Michelle ran well. Neither of them did. So, I don't know. Oh, okay. This leads us into one of the topics from our show sheet. So... Uh, Gerard asked about Carson Wentz as a concern for Jonathan Taylor. Would that concern you? No is the answer to that question because he hasn't had good quarterbacks anyway. But moving past that, what do we think about this report that Carson Wentz is likely to be cut or traded? Uh, what's your take on that while I pull up the contract? From an overall standpoint, yikes, because of what they gave to get him. They gave a first and a third. Well, it's now a first yeah, transitioned first. after the stamp count. But, uh, you know, there was a lot of people saying that Chris Ballard was fantastic. And, you know, there's not, I don't see a lot of people dinging him and Frank Reich for this move. So, no, it, it's not, it's not great. It's um, less than ideal. Okay, so they don't have a first-round pick. No. And the only other quarterback they have on the roster is Sam Ellinger. So I don't get it. If they're going to cut Wentz, who are they going to replace him with? I couldn't tell you at this point. I mean, they save... They saved $13 million by cutting wet. So it's not nothing. It's not nothing with $15 million dead. And they also eliminate the 26 and $27 million in 23 and 24, which is none of it's guaranteed. But they, they do eliminate $13 million in cap space, which would leave them with uh, about $50 million. So they would be able to trade for a quarterback but I'm not sure that a quarterback's going to be available to them. And just cutting Wentz to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo really solve anything? Maybe a little, but I don't, I don't think that's going to put them over the top. I, I think that they think they could be serious contenders for Rodgers. That's, that's my thinking. I'm not saying they are, but I'm saying that's what they're thinking. Yeah, I mean, I think that Jim Irsay will eat the $15 million if necessary. And they have enough cap space to trade for Rodgers and then release Wentz, you know, release Wentz in that kind of transaction. They, they're able to do that. But I just, I see it as unlikely, but I saw the Rams moving on from Jared Goff last offseason as unlikely, and they did it anyway. Never but I, yeah, I do think that there is a possibility that they send Carson Wentz to Green Bay. Can you imagine in a trade if Carson Wentz ends up in Green Bay? 
I I couldn't imagine that. To compete but, with Jordan Love? Who would even be the receiver? Wide receiver one, Alan Lazard? Because in that case, Devontae Adams would be gone. I don't know. Look, it, it, let's say you have to give a percentage, a percentage chance that Carson Wentz is the week one starter for the Colts. It's what? What number? Percentage chance? 10%. 10%. So essentially you think it's a done deal that he's gone. I think it's done. Done deal. Yeah, I would say I'm on the side of it, him being gone. I'm not that confident. I would say 25%. 25%. Week 18 against the Jacksonville Jaguars did a It was not I good. Think. Yeah. It was not good, but he was not that bad. I mean, he really wasn't that bad. Really. He wasn't that bad. He had, what, it was 27. He had 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions. He completed 62.4% of his passes is not great. He wasn't that bad. But it could have been a lot better. I don't know. What do you think the chances are Carson Wentz starts for somebody? I think that's I think that's higher. I, I think it's actually significantly higher. I'd put it like 65, 70. I think it's like 90. Yeah. Or more. I'd be stunned if he doesn't start for somebody. But I just don't. Who's going to trade for Carson Wentz? And what are the Colts going to do? I think I think what could happen is something silly. Like the Colts signed Jameis Winston in free agency and cut Carson Wentz. If they're just that done with him. Because I just do not see the Colts getting one of these quarterbacks. But maybe they will. And maybe we're wrong. But I don't – I just don't know. You know obviously, they're, they're out of the running for Deshaun Watson. The Texans are not going to trade Deshaun Watson within the division. So they're, they're not in the Deshaun Watson uh, sweepstakes. So – yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out. But you really think they're gonna move? They're gonna pay fifteen million dollars to move on from Carson Wentz to go to Garoppolo or Winston or Minshew or Bridgewater? I mean, these are some of the players. Trubisky. I mean, they're gonna pay fifteen million to go to those players. It just I don't I don't buy it. I think the only, but maybe they will. Maybe they will. Maybe they I just hate it so much. There's a better chance. I, I think there's more of a chance than what you're saying, just because just because of the kind of owner that Jim Irsay is. Like, I know, which makes me think they're going to make a bigger move for Rodgers than I anticipated. Maybe they're more in on Jimmy Garoppolo than we thought. That could be another thing. Maybe they're more interested in Garoppolo than it seemed. Maybe. It's, it's going to be a weird offseason. It's going to be weird. We haven't had the first. I do think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the domino to drop. And I really think Aaron Rodgers is not available to the Colts, personally. I think Aaron Rodgers, it's very clear. He's either going to Denver to play with Hackett or he's staying in Green Bay. I I used to think Denver was more of a done deal than it is. Now it's seeming like Green Bay has a better shot than I thought. Will they offer 45 mil? Yeah, they have... They, they have ways to maintain most, not everybody, but most of their team if they want to. It will 
they'll be in the situation that eventually the piper comes, like it's coming for the Saints now, where you're completely screwed for years, years of being screwed. Eventually you have to pay, but they can kick the can down the road another year or two. See, but I'd easily do that for one one or two more years of Rodgers and Adams, especially in this NFC. It's so weak compared to the AFC. No, no, it's unequivocal that they want to. The question is, does Rodgers want to stay? There's no doubt about whether they want him to stay. There's no doubt, like there was last year. Zero doubt. I think think, unequivocally. I think Rodgers has to take that into account, too. Like, honestly, who – say, like, Aaron Donald retires, like the rumor says, you know – Say the Rams get a little weaker. Who really is there in the NFC to challenge Aaron Rodgers with Tom Brady gone now? Not too many teams, except the Rams. Exactly. And if you go to the you have you have the Bengals, you have the Ravens potentially coming back, you have the Chiefs, the Bills. The AFC is much stronger. A move to the Broncos really makes no sense, but it just it's just been linked for so long. There's something about it that he wants to go there, even though from a football perspective, it doesn't make that much sense. But, I mean, the Broncos are a good team with a quarterback. If you put Rodgers on the team, it would be a good team, especially if Adams came with him in place of Judy. And they dislike Judy, but Adams is, you know. If, you're, if you had Adams, Sutton, and Fant, that suddenly looks really good. That's better than anything Rodgers has had in years. Um, so, I, I get it, but... We'll have to see how the dominoes play out. I really do not think that Rodgers is available to the Colts, which means that they might be in on Jimmy G. But I don't know. Again, I just – I don't know what they're going to do. If they're just this done with Carson Wentz, they could just cut him and just they take their lumps. Uh, I said this on Twitter also. There has to be more there. There's something there. It's not just his play on the field because his play on the field would justify giving him a second year based on the investment that you made. There has to be something else. I mean, it might be that he didn't take the vaccine. That could be, you know, I heard some people saying that on Twitter when I made the post that there could be that there was a lot of problem about that. And that would, that would explain it. If, if Ursay feels strongly about that, that would, or Reich or Ballard, that, that would explain it. But there also could be something else. There could be more. They could just not like him. I mean, we know that he clashed with management and coaches in Philly and other players. So the same thing could be happening again here. So, But if it were just based on the stats, we wouldn't be having this conversation. So there has to be something else. Just don't know what that is. And we're not going to know until the trade happens. Yep. Unless unless Ursay and Frank Reich thought they could get MVP wins out of them. But I don't think that was – I don't. you can't bank on that. So, I think I they know. did think that. But he again, he was not that bad. I think there's more to this story, and we're going to find it out later. Uh, so from Jacob, he asked, how much does Kadarius Tony's injury rookie season impact your perception on injury prone? I will tell you that one player's anything is, does not impact my global perception on anything. So the answer is zero. Uh, is that good enough? Uh, so Tua versus Zach Wilson, you know, draft can impact that. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably going to prefer Tua no matter what, but it's just a question of how close it is. Oh, this is a good one. Adam says uh, he hopes we're having a blessed day. Blessed, blessed, 
<laughs> I don't know. It's one of those words I never know how to pronounce. But either way, uh, thank you. <laughs> That's very kind. Uh, David, oh, okay. This is a good question. Kind of a long question, though. <laughs> What's your preferred team-building approach in a 12-team Superflex Dynasty? What Which position will you try to be strong at? So I think everyone knows my answer to this question because I've answered it 100 times. But why don't you go ahead? Well, I think my answer is going to be the same as yours because you need to have those quarterbacks. You need to yeah. you need to you need to build it from because you can always find you know the Elijah Mitchells in round three is your draft. You're not you're never going to find like a true franchise starting quarterback for your dynasty rosters in round three of your drafts. Like you, you want to try to get one of those elite guys, one of those Mahomes, Allen's, Herberts. I like the top six. Yeah, I have the same top six, I would think. I mean, everyone yeah. has the same top six, really. There are some people who are cranky about Kyler Murray and just have a feeling a certain type of way about him, but pretty much everybody has Mahomes, Allen, Kyler, Herbert, Lamar, and Burrow as the top six. And then Dak is pretty much the consensus seven. And then ever, and then it gets wild after that. No, then, you, then you go... I've seen, knew, I've seen, yeah, I mean, I've seen pretty much everything. Yeah, I've seen seven different names at eight, maybe eight if you include some people are crazy and have Mac Jones that high. But yeah, I've seen Lawrence, Lance, Stafford, Hertz, Russell Wilson, Fields, and Watson at eight. And then Mac Jones, if you really want to get crazy with it. Aaron Rodgers, too, if you're not an ageist at all. So yeah, but the, the top seven is very clear. And I want one of those top six. Dak is not even good enough for me. I I strongly agree because like it gives you such an advantage over the rest of the field. It just gives you stability that you can't get otherwise. Quarterbacks, look at the quarterback market. Everything's crazy now. So I just I want one of those guys. I'm, I'm sure about. Um, Jake Collier says Sam Ellinger wheels. <laughs> I, up. I would say he should be rostered. Yes, should be rostered in superflex leagues. He should be on. He should not be on waivers. He should be on a roster. So make sure to put him on a roster. In case you don't know. Well, you know, I'm sure. But the, the, anyone listening or watching doesn't know. Sam Ellinger was a sixth-round pick in uh, last year's draft, and he, he beat out Jacob Eason for the Colts' backup job. So he is the current backup to Carson Wentz. So potentially could see that. Uh, yeah, so Carson Wentz gets cut, goes to the team that drafts Willis and starts ahead of him while he becomes NFL ready. That's... I don't yeah, think I don't think Carson Wentz wants that. No, I don't think I, Carson wants that either. Being a Philly fan, I vividly remember the Jalen Hurts stuff. I there's no way he agrees to this. Yeah, I don't think Carson Wentz is going to be in a competition. I think that he's gonna be I think Carson Wentz is gonna get another chance at the start. He threw 27. Look, he, he's not good, but he's okay. He threw 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions. He wasn't that. He played a lot of turnover-free football. He limited the mistakes that he'd made in 2020. So he is going to start for someone. Yeah. From a team-building perspective, this looks like a fantastic idea, though. Yeah, I, but also the days of Carson Wentz as a franchise quarterback are over. They're done. We're, we're, we're past that. But Jared Goff this year was the unquestioned Lions starter, right? He was the unquestioned starter. There was no doubt that Jared Goff was going to be the Lions starter. 
But would you say he's really their franchise quarterback? No. It's obvious that the Lions have their eye on another quarterback at some point. Goff is not their guy. So Wentz is probably going to be in a similar situation to what Goff was in this year. Whether it's with the Colts, and he has one year left of any, any guaranteed money on his deal, he'd be in that spot this year if he stays with the Colts. He'd be their clear starter, but he's not their franchise guy. Or he could go somewhere, you know, they could trade him to the commanders, say. And he could you know, do that there. Or Pittsburgh. And he could do that there for one year. But he's not really their guy. Denver, if Denver strikes out on everybody else. There, there are options. Carolina, if they're desperate. You know, they're the, the Buccaneers, potentially. There are teams where he's better than what they have. I just listed a bunch of them. So that's why I think he's going to start because he's clearly in the best 30 quarterbacks in existence. So he should start. But yeah, um, a Lance, Jimmy G, I, that's not going to work with Carson Wentz. We already saw that once and had that win very poorly, like you said, as a Philly fan. And then, yeah, for the same reason, I rule out this whole plan of from West Coast Chiefer about Jimmy G to Indy for Wentz and a third Wentz restructuring his contract to be back up to Lance. There's zero chance Wentz would do that. He would just be like, cut, cut me. I'm not not restructuring my contract to help you. So there's zero chance of anything like this. I think that Carson Wentz ends up being released. Because I don't see that. How does the trade happen? I think I don't think anyone's going to want to pay Wentz the 28 million he's owed. And if he were traded, um, you know, how much some of that would carry over to the new team, but not all of it. That's something I'd have to figure out exactly. But either way, that 15 million guaranteed would transfer. So, And then Jacob says, do you consider Tony injury prone or a player who just got injured? Uh, a player who just got injured, but I, you know, again, you're injury prone until you're not right. Yeah. But it, is concerning. I'm less likely to say that he's injury prone and more likely to say that, well, the track record of rookies who didn't produce much in their rookie year is bad, no matter the reason. So, you know, it's more of that, but wouldn't say he's injury prone yet. I don't have enough evidence. There are very few players that I really think are injury prone. Like, how many even are there for you? Probably like a handful. Like, Will Fuller is one of the only ones that I'm willing to say is injury prone because Will Fuller has never played a full season. Never. And he's played in the last five years, he's maxed out at 11 games. I'm good with saying after five years that Will Fuller is injury prone. But that's five years. I'm unwilling to say after one year of Kadarius Tony, which he played 10 games. It's not like he played two games. He played 10 games. I'm unwilling to say that Kadarius Tony is injury prone. And then Mike says Cam Akers by season. Yes, we talk about this a lot. Yeah. Uh, so let's go back. So we caught up on questions in both the chat and the uh, live questions. The show is actually doing pretty well in terms of views. Uh, we might want to consider, we might want to consider 
making the show. Well, we'll, we'll talk about it. But we uh, might do better with this time than I thought. Uh, okay, so we talked about Carson Wentz. What about uh, Russell Wilson and Seattle? We've touched on it a little bit just in while talking about Wentz. But uh, what do you think about that? About them I mean, fix it? I mean, they're trying. I don't, I don't know why they necessarily try. That team needs to scrap it down and rebuild in my eyes. And I, I think Russell Wilson should be able to compete somewhere. But it's tough. What do you think the chances are that Russell Wilson is their week one starter? I think it's a lot higher than we initially, well, at least I initially expected. Because I, I, I was 100% he's gone. I, I was leaning he's gone too. I would at least move it up to like in the 40, 50% range that he's there. I oh, think it's half. yeah, I think it's way higher. I think it's like 75%. I think it's half and half. That he's but honestly. I think it's like yeah, this was a this was a massive shift from a week or two ago. It just seems as if there just doesn't seem to be any movement on that, like at all. It just seems like they're working out their differences, and I don't know if that's the case. But I don't I don't hear much about a potential Russell Wilson trade really at all. Uh, so I just. I'm not, I'm not seeing it, mm-hmm. but I, I suppose it's possible. I mean, Russell Wilson has a no trade clause. So that could, uh, that could complicate any deals. I mean, we've seen varying teams on his list. I mean, if they trade Russell Wilson pre June 1st, it would cost them $26 million in dead cap, and they would only save $11 million. If it's post-June 1st, it would, they would cost $13 million and save twenty four. But to trade a quarterback post-June 1st is rare. So it usually happens earlier. So it's going to cost them a lot more than it's going to save. I suspect that that's why they're re-evaluating this relationship and that, you know, at the end of the day, the team has to trade him, and they don't want to. They do not want to. The, the Seahawks do not want to trade Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson might want to be traded. That's a separate side of the coin, but they don't want to trade him. Not this season. Maybe they do next season, but not this season. I think that's pretty clear that they want to keep him. So the only way he leaves is if he really, he'd have to force his way out. And I doesn't seem like that's in his nature, but he might. I think, I think he could. If he really wants that ring chance to compete, well, okay, but a lot of these players have the concern of if they force their way out, it's going to make them, like, look bad. Yeah. And they have a concern about that. They want to make it seem like it's more mutual. But I don't think that the, the Seahawks are going to play play ball with that. I think they want to keep him. They want him back for 2022 unequivocally and clearly. Want back. I think they do. I think it's because of the money. They, how are they going to field a competitive team with $26 million dead to Russell Wilson? They can't. They can't. They can't field a competitive team. And if you don't field a competitive team, you get fired. So I, I don't think they have a choice. I think they're stuck with him. Because these people, this head coach, Pete Carroll, who is the oldest head coach in the NFL, and this general manager, what's his name? The general manager, whoever it is, it's been 
Schneider. He's been the general manager with Carroll the entire time. So since 2010, these people are not going into a rebuild. So they don't care about the state of the Seahawks three years from now. So, and they're not going to keep their jobs if they have a terrible season this year. So they will keep Russell Wilson if it's up to them. So the only way it happens is if Russell Wilson aggressively forces his way out. And I don't see that happening. So I I think he stays. I've really shifted on this. It took quite a turn in a few weeks' time. Yeah, I just think that if he were going to go, we would have heard something along the lines of what we heard from Aaron Rodgers last offseason, starting to put that out there. And we've heard nothing of the sort, really. Nothing at all. So I think he's going to stay. Okay. 106, 107, and 23 first for Pitts. Superflex, not a tight end premium. That's a lot. A lot. Not in a tight end premium in a super flex. So that um that is a lot. But would you still do it? I would have to think about it, honestly, because Pitts is gonna be really good, provide a significant advantage for a long time. 106 and 107 aren't they're not major assets. They're, they're not, not gonna be anything special. They're not gonna be, you know. The 23 first is a little little concerning, but I'd, I'd think about it. I'm on the fence. I think this is fair value, honestly, for someone like Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I think it's fair, too, but I, I would take Pitts. It's close, though. Yeah. But if, if the 106 and 107 were a little higher, I'd probably say no. But... It's tough because Kyle Pitts is going to be so good for so long. I know. He's only 21. Um, I'd I'd have to take it and then try to get another 23 first somewhere along the line for something else. Honestly, that's probably my plan of attack here. Yeah. I can can get behind that. I also have a a big question for you. It's It's a question about Jamar Chase. Oh, boy. Yeah, give me a second to pull it up. But essentially, it's like one of those, you know, those like monster offers. Yeah. Yeah, I have one of those for you. Um, it's a dynasty offer with Jamar Chase. So let's see if we can uh, pull that up. All right, here. So from Toasty, I offered a huge package for Chase Burrow and Clyde Edwards Lair. So we don't really care about Clyde. Would you have accepted this offer? So in running backs, half PPR, wide receivers, full PPR. So the offer for Chase Burrow and Clyde is, I guess this is super flex. It has to be. Gibson, Lockett, Ridley, Aaron Rodgers, 109, 111, and 24 first. Um, Let's see. No. No, I would not have accepted it. I don't want to trade Chase and Burrow for this. There's, so no. I, I like Gibson a lot, but I like Chase more. So like, yeah, I like Chase a lot more. I don't really like Lockett, Ridley, or Rogers. So I'm, uh, I'm good. I'll take. Uh, the there's, there's no guaranteed elite picks in there either. They, they also subbed up a 23 first. Props to you, Toasty, <laughs> for not including uh-huh. a 23 first in there. But yeah, I wouldn't. 
Chase and Burrow are going to be special for a long time. So yeah, I'll take I'll take Chase and Burrow. Yeah. Um. Okay. Hmm. In need of running back help and uh, one QB league half APR. What running back could I potentially trade Pittman for? Thanks from Trobson. Oh, you're not going to like my answer. I don't. I can't imagine I'm going to be happy with this with a trade where I trade Pittman away for running back, given the uncertainty around Pittman's quarterback situation, Pittman's not popular right now. So I'll probably pass on this entire idea. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you could try to get Dobbins off an injury. You can't. You can't. There's no way. There's no way. Dobbins is worth way more than Pittman. There's, there's no way you can do that. I've tried. So strike that one off. You're just not going to work it. Yeah. Pittman, Pittman is a hold or a buy. Pittman is not someone you want to sell right now. So I just wrote about him for DLF. I, I, he had a good second year. You know, his quarterback situation is weighing his value down like an anchor. But he's a very talented player. So unfortunately, I, I'm going to say to uh, just forget about this entire idea about trading Pittman right now. Okay, so we talked about uh, the Super Bowl. We talked about Russell Wilson. We talked about Carson Wentz. I think we talked enough about Aaron Rodgers and uh, his situation. Um, but, you know, just one word answer. Aaron Rodgers starts for the blank in 2022? The Packers. Packers. Okay. I, and I've changed my mind. Now I think it'll be the Packers again. I'm going to flip-flop on this so many times. But we'll know. In a month, we'll know. Uh, so there's two more things, really, on the show sheet. One was uh, the Saints want Michael Thomas to return. Uh, what are your thoughts, if any, on that? Yeah, I mean, it just weighs down his value for fantasy a lot because the team is not looking too hot. Maybe he forces his way out. That won't happen, and it won't matter if he does. He can't force his way out is what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I don't think he has enough so. leverage. He could sit again. That's more, that might be more likely a holdout. But I don't think they care. Like I don't think he has the leverage to force his way out. I mean, they are devoid of talent right now. So, I mean, I guess so. But trading Michael Tom- Michael Thomas and leaving the dead cap behind is not going to help them restock any talent at all. Like what? Yeah. So he has twenty two point seven million in dead cap. Uh, if released, trying to figure out how much it is if traded, but it's not. It's not pretty. He had a massive signing bonus, and we're still a couple of years in. So I don't. I just I don't buy it. I don't see how that happens. Personally. So they're already so far over and they're, that doesn't even save them that much. So, and they have no receivers at all. I don't think it happens. Tanks his value though for 20. Well, yeah. I mean, if he's stuck on this team, who do you think is going to be the Saints quarterback? Oh gosh. I, I think Winston has the highest odds. No, I think Winston is gone. Why would, why would he sign there? I don't think they're going to be able to afford him. 
I think they're going to be outbid. I think they could restructure not to bring them back. No, they've already kicked the can down the road so far that the, the can is out of gas. There's nothing. I mean, they can, but they're not going to be able can, to. can, but I don't know why they would. They're not going to be able to make a competitive offer. They're just not. Why would he come back there anyway? See, it's it's tough because I also wouldn't put a rookie in that situation because then he's no, it would be a disaster. Fail. It would be a disaster. Somebody's going to eat up this job and just suck for a year, like Tyrod Taylor did for a while in Houston. Could be Trubisky, but I think Jameis is going to sign elsewhere. I still think there's a, people just dismiss this, but I think there's a decent chance that Jameis Winston signs back with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I really do. I really do. I, but either way, I think Jameis Winston is going to have some some options that are better than New Orleans, who can afford to pay him more. Uh, I think the Colts could be an option, kind of like I mentioned earlier. If Denver strikes out on Rodgers, I think that's an option. Uh, but I think Winston is the best free agent quarterback by far. So he should. I also think there's another a possible outcome in which he's the Packers starter. If Rodgers leaves. Because Jordan Love is not it. That will result in every single member of the Packers front office being fired. If they let Jordan Love start. They, they'll all be gone. It won't matter. It'll be so bad. It'll be like the Colts 2011 season. Where there's the, that one season after where they were unprepared for Peyton Manning's injury. They were all fired, despite the fact that they were so successful for the last five years. Everyone was fired. I think that's what would happen in Green Bay if they allowed Jordan Love to start. So I think that that could be a spot for uh, Winston. And I don't know. I have no idea what the Saints are going to do. I really don't. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be bad for Michael Thomas either way. I know that. Looking like Bryce Young in 2023. Yeah, I, mean, I think they're going to sign. Where are they in the draft order? They're not even high in the draft order. They're at 18. Oh, they're, yeah, they're they're down there. I mean, they could get a they could get a quarterback at that point, but it's not even going to be the first or second choice. Why? Why would you do that though? Why just, would you? Yeah, it, it sets up to fail at that stage. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's there's a no win situation like you said someone's gonna someone's gonna take this job free agent mid cost yeah I think they're gonna they're gonna look at their options I, I think Jameis is gonna turn them down and then I think they're gonna decide between Trubisky and Teddy you know they have familiarity with Teddy it's either it's either him or Jameis I think James there's a chance that he stays I don't know I know I that Peyton left him. I know Peyton leaving just. I know. I just think that Winston is the kind of person who had such a, you know, he had such a good experience with Peyton. And now that it's not Peyton anymore, I mean, they hired a failed coach. You know, Dennis Allen was a failure when he was the coach of the Raiders. He was terrible. I just think Jameis is going to have better options. I mean, there's always Pittsburgh is an option. Yeah, so Michael Thomas returning to the Saints is not good for his value, pretty much no matter what. And then the last thing is this whole thing about Kyler Murray. Is that even – I mean, I guess that's news, but nothing is done about it, right? 
not can you really do anything? I mean, it might lead to an eventual new coach in Arizona. I think that's the most likely outcome. I can see that. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury is not like a special head coach or anything. But I, I think that's where it leads to. I mean, obviously the reports about Kyler aren't good for, you know, they're not good. Uh, I don't know how much of that I buy, though. Yeah, I know. I, I, I agree on that, but it's it's messy down in Arizona. That's, that's all we could really say about the situation. We don't know, like, the details, but it's messy. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I just don't want to really do any, like, actions based on that. Just yet. I still think that he's – this is a good time to buy Kyler Murray, in my opinion, in Dynasty. I'm not, I'm not particularly concerned. It doesn't worry me. I don't think um, anyone's really concerned. Uh, really? People are definitely concerned. In the startups I've been doing, he's been going like, you know, same spot all the time. Yeah. Did you do any in the last like three days though? Yeah. Well, then <laughs> people on Twitter are not putting their money where their mouth is. Hey, where did he go in this startup? I think he went... Oh, he actually went sixth, so I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe I don't know. I mean, that's low for him already. So, that is pretty low. So maybe you are right. Maybe I think people are a little worried. Not that worried, but a little. They're going away from him in favor of other other players like Herbert and Burrow and even Lamar. Yeah, I'm not Herbert sure. And Burrow went ahead, so I see. What, I see what you're saying. Well, you know, it's something to watch. Might be a value uh, this offseason. Anyway, I think we're good with the show sheet and the Super Bowl. I'm I, kind of sad football's over, but we will have fun offseason of Dynasty content for you. And, uh, yeah, you want to plug your stuff? Yeah, free agency's a month away. So I know. It's already swinging back. Got any content so. coming up? Uh I mean, I'm going to try to do some rookie previews. I don't, I don't know where I'm going to put them, but I feel you can that. always find my – I'm going to probably do Twitter breakdown as well on my Twitter at BrianPros underscore FF. Oh, you got it right on the first track. No, I, you, you, didn't, you didn't see my left go up. No, you I didn't see it. it. You missed it. Oh, it, was the wrong, it was the wrong hand, of course. But, yeah, that's where I'll be. And, you know, you'll be able to find me here every week with you. We'll be hashing all this stuff out, all the hottest topics in the fantasy football community. There's, there's going to be a lot. It's going to be crazy. Uh, yeah. I mean, I have, yeah, I have a lot of content going on too. There's all my articles at DLF. Patrick's asking me, when am I adding rookie content? Well, uh, it exists. Uh, if you subscribe to my Patreon, I'll give you the, the link. I have my rookie rankings on there. Rookie articles. I've done a couple for DLF. Uh, rookie content on Twitter. I'll be waiting a while. I'll just, I'll just tell you that. Uh, don't expect much of that from me anytime soon. That's the link to my Patreon. Uh, the Twitter content, I just find that, uh, I'll just be honest with people about this, I just find that the way that people interact with rookie content on Twitter is not particularly nice. So, you know, I'll do it. More so post-draft when people are actually doing rookie drafts. I'll do it. You'll, you'll see some rankings from me eventually, but it, it's not going to be in February. 
uh, you, you probably won't see that. So I'll, I'll keep doing my lighter tone content for the next few weeks. Uh, just stick to that kind of stuff, the more engagement style, you know, talking to people. But if you want my rookie ranks, they're there on my Patreon, which I just gave you the link. And then, yeah, there's the show and Ask DLF, uh, where I do talk about it if it comes up. But, um, you know, rookie-specific articles and, and content that uh, probably got a little bit to go on that. But anyway, yeah, you can, you know, everything is on my Twitter. It's right there. There you uh, go. And, yeah, just thanks, everyone, for watching, listening. If you're on YouTube, like the video, subscribe to the channel. Yep. That, uh, that really helps us with the algorithm. Also, commenting really helps with the algorithm. So leave a comment uh, saying how much you liked the video or didn't like it. It's still better than no comment at all. Uh, and then if you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, just uh, you know, leave a review. Is the, That's what helps the algorithm the most on there. So, yeah, with that, um, I will see you all next week. Okay.